What's going on, guys? It's Fancy Stock Exchange here, bringing you the 12th installment of our ADP battle series. We're actually going to be reverting back to our once a week, every Saturday type format. And uh, today we got some big bombs scheduled to talk about. But before we do that, how you doing, Corey? Doing good, man. We got to talk about the big guys at the top of the draft. I know these, uh, some of these ADP battles decisions, it's fun to do the sleeper editions of them. But I mean, you got to make these 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 top two guys are i mean top five picks in the draft and then uh, you got the top two tight ends should be exciting these are the type of decisions that can uh be the foundation of your team for sure for sure again all these guys that we're going to be mentioning here according to ffpc uh expert consensus uh drafts they're all going inside the top 13 overall picks so i mean these are huge draft day decisions that you ultimately got to make and we're we're ready to help you make them but before we do that let's hit the intro Okay, so first on the docket, we're going to save the two running backs for last, but first on the docket are the consensus two top end, uh, tight ends, really amongst the whole industry, and we're talking about Travis Kelsey versus George Kittle. So talking about their ADPs, Travis Kelsey is currently the tight end one off the board at the 108, while George Kittle is the tight end two off the board at the 201. Again, these tight ends are going off uh, pr- pretty much a lot higher in these uh, expert leagues as opposed to your just standard uh fancy drafts you may do with your friends usually you see them come off probably mid to late second round in in those regards but we're actually both on the same decision here we're both going to go with travis kelsey so talking about them again they're the top two at the position there's really no debate i mean you want to get into the mark andrews the the zacker so that's clear tier two type discussion but really when it comes to tier one it's these two so uh what are your initial thoughts on those two when you hear their their names yeah, and I, I, I'm going with Travis Kelsey on this one. I think, I mean, let's look at Travis Kelsey's fantasy finishes over the last four years. 2016, the tight end won. 2017, the tight end won. 2018, the tight end won. 2019, the tight end won. He's the model of consistency. When you break these two guys down, if you just objectively look at their two situations, we have Kittle, who's in a run-first offense, but he's the number one target, and then he's got solid quarterback play, but his biggest car- target competition is Debo Samuel. When you look at Travis Kelsey's situation, he's in a pass-heavy offense with the best play call, like passing play caller in the league. He's also the number one target on his team. He is the best quarterback in the NFL, and he has Tyreek and McCole Hardman to strike fear into the opposing defenses and stretch the field. Yeah, I mean, when you're comparing these guys straight up, obviously, uh, in terms of situation, Kelsey has the clear edge. I mean, we mentioned all these uh, surrounding uh, factors of the situation. When we, we also have to acknowledge, I mean, One's playing with the uh, the best quarterback in the league who just yeah. signed a 10-year, half-a-billion-dollar contract. And, I mean, although Jimmy Garoppolo is a fine quarterback, really, like, the potential of the situation with the Chiefs is always going to be higher due to that guy slinging the ball. So, when we're actually uh, talking about – because you mentioned since 2016, he's been the tight end one every single year. When you're actually talking about his overall thresholds that he's met since that year, it's astonishing to think that a tight end can even, like, kind of reach this uh, type of potential. So, when we're talking about it, since 2016 – he has crossed 115 or more targets, 83 or more catches, and over 1,000 yards in each year. And if we're talking about just the two years, the past two years, when he's had Mahomes at the helm, 286 combined targets, 143 per year, and over 2,500 receiving yards these past two years, which is just insanity. So, I mean... I love Kittle. I mean, he's one of my favorite players in the entire NFL. I drafted him when he was on his breakout, and I, I was able to keep him for the past two years. But really, when you're comparing these top two guys in a redraft league, obviously, we're not talking about dynasty. Uh, Kelsey just has the edge because simply put, uh, he's been at the crown. He, like, he's had the crown. He's reigned supreme. And until he really like shows any sort of decline, I'm not moving him from that spot because he's just been that fantastic. 
Yeah, exactly. And, and not to mention, this is kind of an underrated thing that probably not a lot of people know. People assume because Kittle's such a great blocker that he's on the field all the time. But Kittle actually only participated in 64.9% of the routes for the 49ers, which actually ranked 12th at the tight end position, while Kelsey participated in 85.4%, which ranked first at the tight end position. So from a pure like routes run to team passing plays uh, perspective, Kelsey just has a lot more opportunity to get past the ball. And I mean, when you, when you have that high of opportunity with Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback, good things are probably going to happen. And if you look at their deep targets too, Kelsey also had 14 deep targets while Kittle only had six deep targets. So the big plays that Kittle gets are usually as a result of running after the catch and his natural ability, which like neither of us are denying how good Kittle is, but in terms of the actual like projectable volume, it's in, it's all of it is in Kelsey's favor. Yeah, I fully agree. I mean, we're not talking about like the better overall tight end. And although they're the top two for me, like in terms of an overall tight end, I think we were both in the agreements that Kittle is, in our opinion, the best tight end in the league. But when we're talking about from a fantasy standpoint, from a volume standpoint, from a situational standpoint, Kelsey just gets the edge. And the fact that Kittle's still even in the conversation just proves that he's that good of a player. But the thing with Kelsey that even intrigues me to uh, – like more is the fact that when you actually look at his overall positive touchdown regression, he should be in store for it in 2020. It's pretty insane because in 2019, he had a 3.7% touchdown per target. So he received 136 targets and he only had five receiving touchdowns. While the previous two years in 2018 and 2017, those t- uh, totals were 6.7% and 6.5% respectively. So basically his touchdown percentage last year cut in half. And, and when he's fully healthy and that uh, percentage basically goes back to his overall career mean, I mean, we should be expecting around eight, nine touchdowns, given that we've seen it from him before. So, I mean, overall, in terms of the security in the situation, in terms of the overall upside in that offense, uh, Kelsey gets the edge. I mean, yeah. So what, what yeah. else do you have on these two? Um, I mean, yeah, like I said, the volume is just there for Kelsey. Like he had 30 more targets than George Kittle last year. It doesn't seem like it. It seems like they probably would have had similar target totals. We had 30 more targets. And like he had a larger red zone share too. He had 30% red zone share to 26%. And like you said, there's probably positive touchdown regression coming because Patrick Mahomes was hurt for a couple of games. And he just had that, you know, the, the typical like regression argument that Mahomes had last year coming off the 50 touchdown season. So, I mean, if I, if I had to guess, I'd say Patrick Mahomes is a lock for 35 plus touchdowns, right? Oh. Like, yeah, I fully agree. I mean, we saw a guy, again, he threw 50 touchdowns in 2018. That total actually decreased. I mean, obviously, he missed a couple of games. That total decreased to 26 last year. And we're both under the agreement. I mean, we saw what they did in the fucking playoffs when both were healthy. When Mahomes is fully healthy and playing the 16, again, you mentioned, he's most likely a locker, 35-plus touchdown. He is he throw no-look passes to George or to freaking Kelsey, too, because he actually missed him on a touchdown pass on a no-look pass that he tried to throw. And- yeah, so at the end of the day, if you need that tiebreaker, I mean, no look Mahomes versus Jimmy Garoppolo. We saw that matchup in the Super Bowl. And uh, as Mahomes prevailed in the Super Bowl, Kelsey's going to reign supreme here. So uh, going into the second battle for our ADP battle series, again, we're running two again each episode now. Uh, we're going to be looking at Ezekiel Elliott versus Alvin Kamara. So when we were comparing these two at ADP, they're actually going back-to-back right now. So Ezekiel Elliott is coming off as the RB3, the 103 overall, and Alvin Kamara is coming off as the RB4, the 104 overall. So we're both under the ingredients that Ezekiel Elliott is the preferred choice in this half PPR format. Again, ADP battles isn't half PPR, but when you get into the full PPR discussion, it's a little bit more of a toss-up. But yeah, what are your initial thoughts on Ezekiel Elliott versus Alvin Kamara? 
Yeah, a couple Black Mondays ago, me and Nick did a um, – we talked about the safest players. We called them bus-proof players. And basically, Zeke Elliott was the guy I picked at running back. And, I mean, he there's no co- player I feel more comfortable projecting for a 350-touch workload than Zeke Elliott, aside from probably Christian McCaffrey. In comparison to Kamara, Zeke is more dominant in his backfield, which is really the separating factor for me, which makes him a lot safer because Zeke had a 77.5% opportunity share of the Cowboys um, running back touches to 66% for Alvin Kamara. And I know, yeah, he was injured last year, but he only had a 58% uh, touch share um, or opportunity share when Mark Ingram was there in uh, 2018. So Kamara is generally going to be around that 60 to 68% range and Zeke is going to be in the upper 70s so like that is a pretty big difference and this not this haven't hasn't been an issue of for Kamara's sake because he's been able to produce at elite level um but it does separate him from those top three backs the Kamara um the Zeke the Barclays and the uh and the McCaffrey's because those guys do have 75 plus percent opportunity shares and that's kind of the difference between them and Kamara as they have like a week uh, a better weekly floor because uh because of that share that they have yeah, I mean, like, when we're comparing the overall scoring settings, especially, standard half PPR has typically been the guys who have been on the field more often because they're more predictive uh, in terms of overall game volume. While the the PPR aspect does include guys who are more part-time roles like the Austin Ecklers, I'm not going to say uh, Alvin Kamara is a part-time role, but, I mean, those guys that are in the receiving game that do a lot of their damage in terms of getting those 80-plus receptions, which Alvin Kamara, 81 in three years in a row, has been able to do. So, I mean, since we're talking half PPR here, Comparing the overall volume is the biggest factor as Zeke holds a decided edge in volume while Kamara, as I mentioned, is making his babies in the receiving game. So when you're talking about overall opportunities per game, carries plus targets, since 2016, it's actually been astonishing when you actually look at Zeke's overall averages per game. So in 2016, 22.6, 28 in 2017, which is just 28 opportunities a game. It's just absurd. I don't even know how a running back gets that number. That's prime Um, Adrian Peterson numbers. Literally, uh, 24.9 in 2018. And then last year in that quote unquote, uh, volume, like declining type year, he still averaged 23.25 opportunities per game. So when you're measuring that half PPR points per game since 2016, he's been the RB two in 2016, RB three, 2017, uh, RB five in 2018. And then RB five again in uh, last year's season. So obviously we're not going to count, uh, 2017, his overall rank because that was RB10, but he only played in 10 games in that suspension type year. So when you're looking at it, Zeke is as consistent as they come. He has produced less than 10 PPR points in a game three times in his four career uh, years, which is insane. 56 games, only three of them he produced less than 10 PPR points. That's insane. So uh, what's your next point on Zeke? Yeah, so um, you brought up his his consistency over his career. He's had six of his 56 games. He's failed to record 20 touches six times in 56 career games. And in four of those games, he had 19 touches. So, I mean, really only two games that he had um, – he didn't have, like, the touch workload that he is normally getting. And in those two games, he scored three touchdowns combined. So he literally has had the opportunity to produce a, a RB1-type week in every game that he's played in his entire career. So – um, when you compare that to Alvin Kamara, Alvin Kamara has failed to uh, record uh, 20 touches in 37 of 45 career games, which I'm not saying Alvin Kamara is a bad player. He's like, he's just not as high volume as Zeke is. It makes him more risky. That's all it does. He's still an elite player. He's still, I, I personally think he's a better running back than Zeke. But when you go with the volume, um, 
it, it, good things happen. It's just really easy to predict Zeke to get 20 touches every week because it's happened every game he's played his entire career pretty much. For sure. I mean, if we're just looking at the volume last year in terms of usage in the red zone, like obviously Kamar was banged up. Uh, I'm not really going to like look into his exact stats last year, but we're looking at Zeke specifically. 59 attempts inside the 20 with 11 rushing touchdowns. And the main thing that I really take out of it, he had 12 rushing t- attempts inside the five with nine rushing touchdowns. I just, that's just insane to me to actually look at. And while, as I mentioned, Kamara has also been a really good running back inside the red zone, we haven't really seen him across a full season really compete with Latavius Murray. Because Latavius Murray last year had 24 red zone attempts with the 17th highest rush, uh, successful rush rate in the red zone, according to Sharp Football Stats. So, I mean, overall, when you're comparing that to Zeke's situation, Pollard had two total red zone attempts in 2019. I mean, Zeke has a clear stranglehold on that role in the offense, while Kamara, again, He's going to be efficient in that in that area, but Latavius Murray should really uh, take a, take a little bit of a dent out of that overall role for him. Yeah, and that's basically what I mentioned with the opportunity share because Zeke, like he ranked number one in red zone touch, touches in the league last year. He had over four per game. So, and you don't expect that to go down this year. I, I would assume the Cowboys' offense is at least as good as it was last year, if not better. So, you you definitely assume that Zeke is going to be amongst the league leaders in rushing touchdowns this year, just because. I mean, they have three great receivers on the outside now. Like, obviously, once they get down into the red zone and onto the goal line, they know Zeke's running the ball. But it's still the, – the opportunity is still going to be there for Zeke. And as you mentioned earlier, like, in a full PPR, this is really a toss-up in my opinion. Like, I have no idea who I would pick at the three spot if I had uh, the third pick in a full PPR draft. It's really freaking close, to be honest. In half and standard, I'll side with Zeke because the floor is, is higher and, and it's just easier to predict – uh, his touchdown volume. I know Kamara is probably going to get a lot of touchdowns as well, but it's way more predictable for Zeke than it is for Kamara. Yeah, I mean, and as we mentioned, in terms of the predictability of the touchdown rate, that that has a lot to do. Again, we mentioned that opportunity. Like, I I love Pollard as a player. He's a fantastic player. Uh, but the Cowboys just seem to whenever whenever they can get Zeke a lot of the role in the rushing game, and as we mentioned, the opportunity on the goal line. Like again. I love Pollard as a talent, but I mean, he only had two rushing attempts inside the red zone last year. So realistically, like what can we project him to really take out of uh, a dent out of what we expect from Zeke? Yeah, he's really only like he's going to be a gadget player for the most part. And then he'll probably play like 20 percent of his snaps out of the like backfield. Like he's he's going to I'd imagine there if they really like Pollard, which I assume they do because he's a good player. Oh, yeah. uh, They're probably going to use him in like the slot if they can or like just like just find him a way to get the ball, like probably use him the way they used Tavon Austin a couple of years ago. But yeah, like Zeke, it's Zeke's backfield. Like it's Zeke's backfield more than it is Kamara's backfield. And that's the deciding factor for me. I mean, they didn't give that guy $60 million to, or $90 million, actually, my bad, six years, 90 million to not use him in every facet of the game. So, I mean, when, when you're comparing them, uh, just give me number 21 and let's, uh, let's feed to fantasy football championships in 2020. Yeah. Let's into it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, we're, again, we're both in the agreements. I mentioned Kelsey. Uh, Elliot, if you haven't already, go like, comment, subscribe down below. I mean, this series, again, as I mentioned, is going to come out every Saturday. We're breaking it back into that one segment per week. Uh, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed. Leave the comments down below who you guys would prefer. And until then, I will see you next Saturday with this series. So peace out.